Helping you build a better brand through the fusion of form and function. This is the Rightly Designed Show. Hello and welcome to the program. My name is Thomas and this is the Rightly Designed Show. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to the program. Today I wanted to take some time to talk a little bit about a redesign I actually had a chance to do over at rightlydesigned.com. Something I do fairly often. I've actually even, you know, changed the name of the brand completely before. Um, but something I do more regularly is actually change the website style and design itself. There's a number of reasons I do this. Uh, as a designer and developer myself, there's always new and more efficient and effective ways I'm learning to implement WordPress and the different tools and techniques that are available to me that way. But also I'm just trying to streamline the user experience. So another guest I've actually interviewed a little while back by the name of Chris Coyer, he's the founder of CSS Tricks. I've actually noticed just following some of his work that he does much the same thing. He's in the same field, you know, he's very much an expert in uh, website development. So you'll see that he'll change his website design and style and layout fairly often. And again, so I kind of, I do the, a similar thing over at Rightly Design in the sense that I'm always trying to push the envelope to learn new ways to make it more effective, more efficient, and just a better reading and use, uh, user experience for everybody visiting the site. So of course, uh, in the, the result of that, hopefully, is that I can take those things and pass them on to you here listening to the show, as well as to my different clients, the type of things that I'm learning and, and taking away from those things so that you can apply them to your own brand, to your own platform. So part of the reason I decided to shift over from the previous design, the thing that I guess you could say the, the straw that, that broke the camel's back is a, a few episodes back or probably several episodes back now, I'd actually recorded a show on the topic of heavy images. So I had gone into quite a bit of detail about why you want to make sure that all your images are optimized, why that's so important for, a, for usability and, and best usability practices. One of the things I was noticing with my own websites, my own website though, was that though I had optimized all my images, I still was using such high quality images that it was still a really hefty web page, a lot heftier than I wanted to be walking away with. Uh, so for people who are visiting on a mobile device, as I had mentioned in that previous episode, if you've got a heavy website with lots of heavy images, it makes it really difficult for that person or people who are visiting on you know, a slower internet connection. So I was finding on, on my front page or on some of my archive pages that have a lot of images because it had like, you know, it would show like 22 different blog posts or different, you know, recent articles on that same page, which with rather large images. And some of those pages were up to about four megabytes in complete size, which is still really large. I mean, again, I've seen other websites out there that have double or even triple that. Uh, but especially when I'm trying to, you know, teach the concept of making sure that your website runs quickly and efficiently, it kind of helps to practice what you preach. So that was kind of the, the defining point. I mean, there were other things I wanted to tweak and to improve with the website, but I just saw that there was a lot I could do to make them the website more efficient. So 
what that entailed me doing in terms of from a stylistic standpoint is one of the things I did is I stripped out all the wood paneling. So you, part of the, what I like to do when I'm creating a design, I, I like to make it as experience and feature rich as I possibly can. So that included things like doing, you know, wood paneling and all these really highly detailed imagery that was built into the website. So I stripped all of that out. I made it very simple. I replaced, you know, each of those images had to be, you know, that's part of the problem with doing a really image heavy design in today's mobile market. You know, this very data driven market is that because displays are becoming so crisp and so sharp, you have to design those images at two times their regular density, which means that, you know, it may show up on your screen or on your monitor at, you know, roughly two inches, but that actual image has to be double that size in order to show up properly on, say, if you're using, you know, an iPad Air or, you know, an iPhone or you're using, you know, one of the Macs with the retina displays. It'll show up pixelated if you don't do that. So, however, in order to get that type of image quality, you have to use a, a large file size. You have to use a JPEG. And I, of course, I went through the process of compressing those and compressing those and compressing those. But the bottom line is a large image is a large image, and you can only compress it so much. So some of those images, that background image, I remember, was like 240K, which is huge. So... Uh, in terms of a background image being compiled on top of other background images and other images throughout the site. So what I've done is I've gone through and I've replaced, you know, a lot of uh, images and logos that were PNGs or actual image files are now SVGs. So I'll be going through probably in a future episode and I'll dive into SVGs specifically and why if you're not using them on your website, you want to consider using SVGs but like a PNG fi uh, file would be, you know, like 50 megabyte or 50, uh, 50K and then, you know, the, the SVG is like nine. So there's a lot of little things like that. The background image now is like 8K. So I've significantly reduced the weight of each individual image or each, uh, each page in its entirety. So I've also gone through and I've, you know, optimized all the images for posts. I've made them, you know, quite a bit smaller. So one of my primary goals with this redesign, you know, at least the thing that kind of nudged me along to do it was to just make the loading time much, much quicker. So that's, that was kind of the, the key, the primary objective of doing the redesign. But beyond that, uh, I wanted to go beyond, you know, if I'm going to take the time to redesign a web, you know, my website, there's a lot of other things I want to factor in as well. And that's the usability in terms of the content, making it more useful for people and easier for people to find things. Um, and so there's that as well as the typography. So another thing I wanted to do to make things easier for readers was just a better reading experience overall. So the previous version of Rightly Designed wasn't really, it wasn't a terrible reading experience. It wasn't like, you know, go through, I can't even read this text, it's, it's too small. But I simplified it quite a bit and actually removing the wood grain background seemed to help with that quite a bit as well. So I'm still using the same type style. So I'm still using the same font. Um, however, what I've done to that's different now is it's very clean, it's very open, it's more of a narrow, uh, read, uh, very readable layout 
similar to what you would see on something like Medium. So if you've read articles on Medium before, you'll know that it's very spaced out. It's The type size is nice and large. You can read it easily. It's very spaced out, and the headings are nice and large so that you can easily break break down different sections of an article. So that was one of the other things I decided to do as well, is just to make that reading experience a lot better, especially as I'm starting to publish more articles you know, on Rightly Designed. So in addition to that, I had mentioned that there were some other usability things that I wanted to improve as well and to continue to refine. So one of the things I did is to revamp the way that search works on the website as well. So I've gone through a lot of different websites and I've studied those who do this really well and I've studied others who just kind of do the generic standard WordPress search. So to make things a little bit easier, what I've done is I've actually converted it over to its own complete panel. So it's its own screen. So when you click the search icon on the top right-hand corner of the site, it, it brings up this completely new panel and it immediately highlights this big search bar so you immediately know, okay, I'm getting ready to search. Off to the left-hand side, I've got quick links, so you can get you know links to different articles that people search for a lot, or just pages on the website that people are frequently looking for. And then what happens is, as you start typing to search for something, it instantly starts pulling up results along with their thumbnails, so they're very visual in nature, and so you're able to actually see the things that you're looking for live, similar to kind of like what Google does. Only difference is it's actually live search results um, with the thumbnail. So it's very, it is actually pretty similar to the way Google works in the sense that it's all live as you're typing. And then of course you can just click search in order to jump over and to make, uh, you can just do a standard WordPress search from that point forward. So similar to some of the, you know, to the readability factor being built in, one of the other things, you know, in terms of the search just make that, you know, go through these stages individual, you know, individually, go through that process and just to think through to refine, how can I make this easier for the person on the other end? So one of the things that you can kind of take into account or keep in mind as I kind of go through some of these things in terms of applying it to your own site is to put yourself in your reader's shoes. And this is nine times out of 10, what's going to make a huge difference when it comes to improving the organization and the usability of your website. And that's just going to be place yourself in their shoes, go through the process step by step, because it becomes really easy to get used to doing things a certain way. You get, you're going to be the person who's most used to your own website. So it's always good to jump in there and try to go through the process of using your website from the perspective of somebody who never has before. So just doing that process myself, doing sketches on paper and jotting down ideas and trying out different layout styles, and then as well as going through this process of trying to figure out what it would be like for other people to go through my website, that has led to a lot of these specific changes and to a lot of the new features that I've gone in and I've added. So one of the other things I've worked in as well is just a number of call to actions throughout the website. So this is a little bit more of a back-end feature that I uh, that I worked in, and this is going to be one of the benefits to, obviously I'm a WordPress developer, so I can you know pretty much do any of the different features I want to, but I've talked a lot in the past about the, you know, the, the benefits of going with a fully custom-built WordPress theme, as opposed to doing a child theme or just utilizing one that is, you know, a pre-built theme. So 
what I've done is I've just created a quick dashboard widget. So right there on the dashboard of my WordPress website with three different slots. And those three different slots have just the WordPress WYSIWYG editor right there, the regular text editor. So three different text editors right there on my WordPress dashboard. I'm able to just go in there and copy and paste or edit the content of the three primary calls to action across my site right there on my dashboard. So I've gone through and I've taken some time not only to make it a lot easier for other people to access this different, you know, free and useful information on my website, but also taken some time to streamline my own workflow as well. So, you know, rather than having to, you know, hack a, a text widget or a plugin or to track something down, that's where it's going to come in handy. That's, that's the type of thing that you can keep in mind if you ever decide, hey, maybe a custom WordPress theme is the route I want to go. Beyond even just the look and feel of the website, you can you can take into account some ways that you can streamline and make more efficient your own upkeep of your website, your content, and the different promotions that you're trying to run and the things that you're trying to offer. So one of the uh, the other pages that I've created, this isn't necessarily specific to the new theme design itself, rather more to a restructuring of how I offer and lay out, you know, the different content on the site, was I decided to create something called a start here page. So this is very similar to something that uh, Pat Flynn and Michael Hyatt have long recommended, and they've, they've done very effectively on their own site. And what this is, is it's just a link in the top left-hand corner of the navigation, and it's a page that just details what Rightly Designed is, what Rightly Designed stands for, what Rightly Designed, what goals Rightly Designed hopes to accomplish. So it's got a message from me on there. It kind of gives a little bit of the information of my design background, my development background. And then it jumps into specific problems that I hear over and over again. You know, the importance of design, the importance of branding, the importance of having a well-developed website, and how all those things work together. So I've gone through and I've specifically addressed each of the common concerns I've heard. And then I've created, uh, in addition to those things, a section for starter resources. So this is something I, I highly recommend you do, even if you're not going to create, say, a start here page. I do highly recommend that you put something to the something like this together on your website because just about anybody can do this. Uh, if you've got a blog and you've already been writing for a while, uh, this is a great way to hone in uh, the useful resources that you've created in the past to really help your audience. So I just called mine starter resources, and all it is is just sections broken down of kind of the three primary categories where I can offer the most help. So that would be design, branding, and then building a web platform. And so what I've done is for each of those categories, I have highlighted or spotlighted three of what I felt would be the most useful pieces of content for people first visiting my site. So there would be, you know, three different design tips, you know, three different resources or articles based on, you know, design and, and that sort of thing. And then uh, three different types of content specifically for branding. So that would consist of, again, either articles or downloads or, again, episodes of the Rightly Design show that I've done in the past to specifically help with those, you know, those needs that people would have, you know, if they're trying to improve their brand, design, or if they're building their web platform. So, again, that's something that you could really easily set up 
if you were to do something like a start a start here page or even just top resources or starter resources, it's a great way to just kind of give to give your new readers and your new visitors a quick idea of what what you're proficient in as well as quick access to get a little bit more information on those topics. So beyond those three main categories, I also just offered a section to, you know, other useful resources. So then I just got a link to the Rightly Design Show, noteworthy resources from around the web. That's another thing I do fairly regularly on Rightly Designed is, you know, not every day, but a couple times a week, I will link to another article or a tool or a resource just somewhere else on the web that I've personally found really useful that has to do with branding, uh, web, you know, growing your web platform or design or, you know, a combination of the three. Another one of the things I had placed on there is top services. So I've highlighted four of the primary services that I personally provide. So, you know, WordPress themes, WordPress plugins, brand identity and book cover design. Those are probably the four top services that I offer. So again, if you're to create a start here page, it's something that you can, uh, it's something that you can use to highlight, again, the core things that you offer, the core things that you're trying to present to those who are visiting your website for the first time. And then the last little section I worked into the start here page is a tools I recommend section. So what I've done is I've gone through and there's just some specific tools that I use on a daily basis that I have come to highly recommend. Some of them are affiliate links. Some of them are not. Some of them are just things I've found useful. All of them I've found useful, but some of them are affiliates. Others are not. And they're just put together really simply with uh, a plugin that I actually developed for notable themes called Affiliate Boxes. Uh, so if you're not familiar with Affiliate Boxes, this just makes it really simple for you to add your affiliate links and then images to those affiliates and then a description and just really simply and easily create these uh, really readable and easy to access uh, just um, affiliate pages for the different sponsors or the different tools and resources that you recommend. So if you've if you've have not checked out affiliate boxes before, what I'm going to do is I'll just go ahead and leave a link to that in the show notes. And as always, you can just find that at rightlydesignshow.com. And today's is just rightlydesignshow.com/slash/twenty-two. Okay, so one of the uh, the last things and kind of the core of what I was uh, I wanted to talk about today, I guess you could say the theme of today's episode is the concept of creating a welcome page. So I've already gone through and I've cre and I've uh, I've detailed the start here page that I've created, and that's really useful. That can be really helpful. Uh, it's a great way to give people a little bit of information about what you do and to give them kind of a, a, a little bit of a shove in the right direction in terms of how you'll be able to help serve them. But a welcome page actually takes this concept even a step further. So I've gone through and I've created this welcome page that welcomes people to the website for the first time. And so I'm going to take a little bit of time uh, to go through that and why you might want to consider building one on your own website. But before I do that, I wanted to take a quick moment to mention the sponsor of this episode, and that is Warby Parker. Now, if you've never heard of Warby Parker, they're a really unique company that sells really 
top quality glasses. So I actually have purchased the last two pair of glasses I've owned. I've got uh, from Warby Parker. And so Warby Parker, they just offer, as I mentioned, a lot of different really high quality uh, glasses. They offer regular prescription glasses. Then they also offer sunglasses and prescription sunglasses. So, and again, they're just really high quality, a lot of different really nice, fancy styles to choose from. Uh, but for listeners of the Rightly Designed show, Warby Parker is actually offering a five-day free at-home trial. So what this means is that you can go to warbyparkertrial.com slash designed, and you can pick out five pairs. So you get this box, you know, and you get to pick out five pairs absolutely free, and they will ship these to you. You get five days to try on those five pairs in the comfort of your own home. And then after those five days are up, they have included in there uh, a free, uh, just a, a packing slip. So you just stick it right back on the box, mail it back to them. And again, all this is completely free of charge to you. So if nothing else, you get to try out five really cool pairs of glasses, absolutely free of charge. So again, I do highly recommend them. I've, you know, as a person who is staring at a computer screen as often as I am, I can highly recommend them as, uh, you know, really comfortable, high quality pairs of glasses. So I do recommend you check them out and you can do that at warbyparkertrial.com slash rightly designed. Again, that's warbyparkertrial.com slash rightly designed. Have a question about design, branding, marketing, or WordPress? Take a quick moment to visit rightlydesign.com slash question and record your question for the show. If it's featured in an episode, we'll send you a free Rightly Designed idea book as our thanks. Get all the information at rightlydesigned.com slash question. Okay, one of the things I had mentioned before the break was the concept of a welcome page. So that's one of the things I decided to work into Rightly Designed. And one of the big reasons behind that is because I found out of all the research and out of all the tests and, you know, things I've explored, you know, in terms of usability and with a, with a lot of uh, other brands are doing is that it's a very effective way to introduce someone to your brand for the first time to kind of hone someone in to gain a little bit of a better understanding of who you are and what you do. So a couple of people who do a really good job of this, and I've mentioned that I've touched on this in previous episodes, but Michael Hyatt is one who does a really good job of uh, introducing people really well, kind of taking them step by step through what he does. And then Jeff Goins also does a really good job of this as, as well at GoinsWriter.com. And I'll, again, I'll, I'll leave links to these in the show notes. So if you haven't already, you can check those out. Um, and again, that's just RightlyDesignedShow.com slash 22. But the idea behind a welcome page is that somebody who's visiting your website for the first time, or if they're just going to the root URL of your website, so you know, mywebsite.com, they're going to see uh, rather than what most people do, which is just to show a list of your latest blog posts, right? Uh, or worse yet, a, you know, welcome to my website with just a paragraph of text, which that's, you know. That used to be common practice in the 90s. Most people don't do that now. The most common, as I mentioned, is to have a list of you know blog posts, and that is kind of the home page of your site. And that's not necessarily bad, especially for you know when people are repeat visitors and they're just coming to your website, and your your website is very content based, meaning that you know the blog or your podcast or something like that is the cornerstone of what you offer it makes sense that that's your front page you know that people are always checking that regularly coming back trying to find out what you've done you know what what you've done last however 
what this uh, what a front page like this can do, however, is overwhelm someone who is new to your brand and new to your website. So one of the things I mentioned which can help with this a great deal is a start here page. And a start here page is actually pretty similar to the welcome page. You're going to offer a little bit different information in this. Like a lot of the things I uh, mentioned on my start here page are kind of expanded versions, more in-depth, detailed versions of what I display on my welcome page. But the welcome page is exactly that. It's a hi, hello, nice to meet you. So like, for example, I've got a nice big bold headline at the top of my welcome page that says brand-centric design and development. So it just very clearly and succinctly says what Rightly Design is and what it, uh, you know, what Rightly Designed offers. So I also have a free, a new free resource on there. Uh, so you know, the top 10 most common design and branding mistakes that anybody can, you know, uh, sign up and get for free. One of the other things that it has as well is it breaks through the process that I employ at Rightly Designed. So one of the things it says is that Rightly Designed harmoniously blends design code and branding techniques to deliver you with a final product that works as great as it looks. So what I've done here is I've shown the, I guess you could say the synergy or the, the things that tie the different facets of Rightly Designed together to produce a high quality final product you know, for clients and customers. So then it breaks down the five different stages of every single Rightly Designed project. So plan, the planning, the research, the design, the building stage, and then the launch phase. And it goes through and it details each of those. It gives a, a brief summary. So what I'm doing, so rather than having a, you know, a step, you know, a, a list of blog posts, which can be completely of random order, because if you think about when you're posting on your blog, a lot of what, you know, the order of what people are going to see is fairly random. Uh, and that's going to be true of really anyone. That's true of my blog. That's true of most people's. You know, you're, you're going to, the, the latest thing that you posted isn't necessarily the first thing that you want a new person visiting your website it's not necessarily the first thing you want them to see. So the idea and the strategy behind a welcome page, or at least what I've tried to employ and rightly design, is to guide people step by step to kind of educate them on what rightly design is, what rightly design stands for, how it, uh, you know, how rightly design can serve them, and just walk them through that step by step. So again, I've got my process. They've also got a couple of testimonials on there. So other people, you know, who have uh, made testimonials or comments about what Rightly Design does. I've listed those out. Again, this is pretty similar to the Start Here page, but I very briefly mentioned the top services at Rightly Designed. Get another, you know, testimonial is listed in there. And then five of like the latest works from Rightly Designed. So, you know, the five different latest designs. And then I wrap it up with just a quick word from the founder. So I've just written a quick personal note to introduce myself to let people know that I'm the founder, I'm the person behind Rightly Designed to give a little bit of detail in terms of my own background and some of the things that you know I've done and some of the ways that I can help and provide feedback and ideas, you know, through different mediums, whether that's you know one-on-one -on -one coaching and consulting and design and development work, or even if that's just through listening to the Rightly Designed show, just like you're doing right now, uh, or through articles written or any uh, number of different platforms or, you know, different ways that I'm able to reach out. So, but the idea behind it is that, again, it's rather than hitting a blog page for the first time, 
and being introduced to a fairly random collection of content, uh, you just you kind of handhold a new visitor through the process of becoming educated about what your brand is, what it stands for, and how it can solve their problems. So one of the, so one of the ways that you can do this, you may be wondering, okay, so how's how's a way that I can you know implement this on my own website? So one of the things that you can do, and this is going to vary widely based upon the type of theme that you're using. So again, I mean, it comes back to the fact that I've custom built this, so I pretty much have you know free reign in terms of how I can how I've done this. But one of the things that you can do uh, is rather than to make the front page of your website, and this applies specifically if to your, if you're using WordPress. WordPress is going to enable you to create a page on your website and then set that page as your front page. So by default. WordPress is going to do what most people prefer to do, which is to show your list of posts. What you can do, however, is to create a actual page uh, on your website and create it in such a way as to do this process that I've been describing. So go through and handhold people and walk people through, you know, an introduction to you and to your brand, what you stand for, what are the services that you offer, you know, what are the things that make you unique, different ad testimonials, samples of the things that you've done and provide at that point in time, any free resources you want to offer, really kind of walk them through that process. And then what you can do is create at the end of that page a big button or something uh, that within someone can click through to get to your blog to read the rest of your posts. So I've done something similar. I don't have a big button, but what I've done is I've given people a, a little menu that they can choose from. So it says, you know, magazine, podcast, portfolio, ebook. So they can choose where in the site they want to go from my welcome page. And that can make, uh, you know, that makes a big difference because it kind of guides people through that whole process. So again, as I mentioned, though, from, you know, a technical standpoint, you can do that with pretty much any WordPress theme. Just create a page, WordPress offers you the option to go in there and set a page as your front page. Uh, and then you can just have people click through to go on to your, uh, to, to view your, your latest, your latest posts and the latest things that you've been uh, creating. Now, of course, one of the things that is a little bit of a hiccup to that, I mean, that works. It's not, uh, it's not the worst, you know, way to go about doing it. One of the issues that that can pose though, is that when people do come back to your website if they just enter, you know, your URL.com, then that means that they have to go through your your welcome page every single time that they want to read the latest thing on your blog. So that's uh, not the worst thing in the world. I mean, at least you can still implement the the idea of having, uh, you know, of having that welcome page. Uh, one of the things I decided to work in, uh, and I've looked around everywhere to find some, an, uh, you know, a plugin or a tool that makes this easy to implement. But I've just implemented a, a a little bit of JavaScript, and you know, if you're not too you know familiar with code, it's just a you know a front end JavaScript uh, cookie that it that uh, it stores on the user's browser, so it's able to detect if you're visiting Rightly Designed for the first time, and I think it's 30 days is what I have it set at. Then uh, it's going to redirect you to this welcome page. And then once you visited that welcome page, every single time you visit Rightly Designed, every time thereafter, uh, it'll just take you to the front page where it lists out all the posts. So if you have seen a tool out there, I've done some hunting myself. This is actually similar to the way that Michael Hyatt has employed it on his website. So again, every single time you visit michaelhyatt.com, you don't necessarily see his welcome page. 
Same thing at right, Rightly Designed. It's only that first time you visit uh, that you're redirected to the welcome page. And then every time thereafter, at least for 30 days, uh, you don't see the welcome page. So if there's any way that you're able to implement something like that, that's what I would recommend. I wish there was a tool I could recommend. I've done some hunting. I haven't been able to find something that makes that really easy to do in WordPress. So if you have found it, if you uh, found something like that, take a quick moment and go to rightlydesignshow.com slash 22. Again, that's rightlydesignshow.com slash 22. And just leave a quick comment because I think other people would find that really useful. Uh, you can also just send me a tweet at uh, on Twitter. I'm just at Thomas E. McGee, and I'd be happy to retweet and help share that as well. But again, if that's something that you are able to work in, that takes it a step further. However, I do think that the concept of employing a welcome page is definitely worth consideration, definitely worth the time to at least think through what you're showing people when they first visit your website and is it organized the best way that will help them not only to, you know, help serve them, but also to make sure that they continue to visit your website time and time again. So I do hope some of those uh, ideas and some of the brainstorming process that went into the redesign has been a little bit uh, useful for you. If you do, uh, as always, have a question or anything that you would like, you know, a topic featured here on the show, feel free to visit rightlydesigned.com slash question. I've got a place there where you can record your question. And again, I, as always, I'd always be happy to answer that question at length uh, in a future episode. So I do appreciate you taking the time today to listen to the Rightly Designed show. And we'll see you next week. Enjoying the Rightly Designed show? please consider taking a quick moment to leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or the channel of your choice. Visit rightlydesign.com show for links to these channels and more.